Would you stand in the presence of the reading of the gospel? This morning from Luke's gospel, chapter 1, beginning in verse 39. In those days Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who has believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thank you, God. Now, what if I told you that there'd just been an election in my country and there was a new person on the scene that had been selected to be the leader? And the news was full of stories about what that might mean and all the vast implications and the possible changes that could occur. But then what if I went on to tell you that even though that's what everyone is talking about and there's quite a buzz about that, that that's not really the most important news, that's not really the big news, that's not the most significant news you should be paying attention to you would probably say what what are you talking about well i would go on to tell you that the really significant news is happening between a couple of women just east of here over in the hills oh yes two pregnant women are getting together to talk that's the really big news would you think so I'm just guessing here, but I think I would have trouble convincing you that these two pregnant women, one probably too old to be having a child, another perhaps too young to be a fit mother, are relatives and pregnant, and they're getting together to talk about their pregnancy. I don't think I would probably be very convincing. I think I would have trouble telling you that i think if i pressed it you might even think i was crazy or stupid either way chances are you would not believe me but that is essentially luke's story that's what luke is trying to tell us all about is these two women out in the hill country in an out-of-the-way place getting together to talk about the fact that they are pregnant and how God is at work in the very middle of that. Could that be true? And if that could be true then, could that be true now? Could God be working quietly in an out-of-the-way place with people void of worldly power, prestige, or wealth? Luke says, well, yes, yes, 
That's exactly what God is doing. God is at work in a place that the people are not looking. God is at work in some people that everyone else is overlooking. Luke tells us this story. Now, he names what the Roman emperor is doing and who he's naming to be leader of their territory. He fills us in on that. But then he goes on to say, that's not the most important story. The story of real import is about Mary and Elizabeth and what God is doing through them for the whole world. Mary gets more publicity than Elizabeth, so I want us to take a few moments to think about Elizabeth this morning. Elizabeth is an older woman who has been barren. That is, she's not been able to have children her entire life. She is grieved about that. She is married to Zechariah. He's a member of the temple priest. He has a role in the temple to play. They are devout people of faith. They both come from priestly lines within the Hebrew people. They take their faith very seriously. They take their relationship with God very seriously. But Elizabeth is married and barren And in that day, that is seen as a curse. Even when I talk to women today who want to have children but are unable to conceive, it is grievous to them. Elizabeth is grieving this state. But to make it all the worse, in her day, it's not only what she's feeling, but it's seen as a punishment from God that somehow she's done something wrong or she's not worthy, that she cannot become pregnant. It's a difficult time. And then her husband, Zechariah, goes to the temple to perform his duties. And Luke tells us why he's there. He's visited by an angel, and the angel shares this surprising news that his wife is going to be pregnant and she's going to bear a son and he's going to be an important person in the history of their people he cannot believe it and then luke goes on to say that mary elizabeth's cousin also experiences an angelic visit and she's told she's going to become pregnant and in that prophecy she's told that her son is going to be called holy that he'll be referred to as son of god but further not only that but she's told that her cousin hurt this older woman who was thought never to be able to have children is pregnant at this very moment mary is overwhelmed with this staggering news how can this be happening And so she goes to visit Elizabeth, and that's where we began to read today. And when she gets there, Luke reports to us in verse 41, when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth is the first person to be filled with the Holy Spirit, according to Luke. 
this woman who had thought to be cursed by God, living in the hill country in an out-of-the-way place, has now been blessed by God. And she's so very excited about the blessing of the pregnancy. But Luke goes and makes a further revelation that she's not just blessed personally, but that she's filled with the Holy Spirit. That she's moved from despised to blessed, but then she's also filled with the Holy Spirit and given this knowledge of not only what her pregnancy will mean, but what Mary's is going to mean as well. Luke wants us to understand that God is at work in the lives of these women. And it's a theme that we're going to see again and again of how God uses people that we might not necessarily expect God to use. Luke wants us to know that God is at work in the world, but often in people and places we simply would not expect. In fact, in places we probably would never even look, and if we saw it, we'd probably have difficulty believing it. Even Elizabeth is surprised Luke says, after Mary's come and she realizes all that's going on in verse 43, Elizabeth says, and why has this happened to me? That the mother of my Lord comes to me. Elizabeth understands what's going on, but she's wondering why such good fortune, why God is working through her. Why has this happened to me? Perhaps we're like that as well. That sometimes we are surprised that God works in places where we might least expect. And sometimes that is in our own lives. Are you expecting God to be at work in your life? Will you recognize it? Are you looking for it? Why has this happened to me, Elizabeth says. Now, I've talked to lots of people over the years who are asking the question, why has this happened to me? But almost always it's after something bad has happened in their lives and they're questioning God and whether God is a good and loving God and saying, why has this happened to me? Why has this terrible thing happened to me? But have you ever asked it? When something really good happens, why has this happened to me? Have you ever been like Elizabeth and wondered when something fantastic happens, why has this happened to me? Have you ever had a dream long held inside and then it comes to fruition? And rather than just racing with it, you stop and ponder and say to God, why has this happened to me? Have you ever had something just totally unexpected happen that's spectacular to someone close to you and they share it with you and you get all caught up in the excitement? And then do you ask, why has this happened to me? Why am I being included? How wonderful is this? Why me? I don't know that I have done that before. But that's what Elizabeth does in the midst of all that is happening. When dreams are coming true and dreams that she thought 
were dead have come to life. She's wondering, why has this happened to me? God has come and blessed me and moved me from despised woman to blessed woman. She's blessed my cousin, this younger woman. Be the mother of God to carry this child that will be proclaimed king. Why has this happened to me? Oh, she's celebrating it as good news. She's enjoying the wonder of it. She's blessing Mary and saying kind words to her. But in the midst of all of that, she's still wondering, why me? Why am I the one? Listen again to a few verses right after that greeting that Mary makes to Elizabeth. This is how Luke describes it. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. What if we could be more like Elizabeth and joyful and yet also more aware of the possibility that this is the work of God and be sure that we take time to pause and give thanks. If we could integrate this attitude from Elizabeth, when good things are happening to us, we would experience more joy, more awareness of God, and more thanksgiving. If in the middle of good news striking us, we would share it with others and bless others and be aware that God is alive and at work in our lives, it would change our lives. And it would be good news in and of itself. And yet there's one more thing here beyond that that I want us to notice that Luke shares with us in this passage. It's in that very last verse as Elizabeth is responding to Mary, after she's already asked the question about why her good fortune, in verse 45, she ends the blessing of Mary with this, and blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. Blessed is she who believed. Elizabeth is saying to Mary, she is blessed because she is able and willing to see God at work in her life and believe that it's really God at work. Have you ever been in a situation where you wondered, is, is this good thing happening because God is at work in my life? Is this an answer to prayer that I've been praying that maybe I've forgotten about, but now God has been at work for so long that it's coming true in my own experience? But then you thought, oh, that's probably not God. Or, oh, I guess I took care of that by myself. Elizabeth is saying Mary is blessed not only because she is pregnant, but she is blessed because she's able and willing to believe that it's God at work in her life bringing this to pass. This Sunday, as you looked at the front of your bulletin, you saw Christ the King Sunday. 
It's the last Sunday of the church or the liturgical calendar year for the church where we follow the life of Jesus. We'll begin a new one next week, the first Sunday of Advent, where we begin to prepare for Christmas, then move on to Epiphany, and then on into Lent and Easter and Pentecost, then the Sundays after Pentecost. We follow this lectionary reading of Scripture that take us throughout the stories of God so that we might know the full story. And we come to this final Sunday, and the idea is if we've been following this person throughout the year on this Sunday, we are ready to proclaim that Christ is the King, that Christ is King of the world, but for ourselves that Christ is the King of our lives. Are you ready to proclaim that? Are you ready to make the adjustments that requires to let Christ be king of your life? This story that we've read is usually used just before Christmas, but I've moved it up this year because it helps us think about Christ being king. As Elizabeth is the first one filled with the Holy Spirit, recognizing who this child will be and declare, in fact, he is holy, Son of God. Are you ready to allow Christ that place in your life? And the liturgical calendar says, if so, then you're ready to celebrate and proclaim Christ is King, not only here, but in the way you live your life throughout the year. Luke is saying, that's the big story. That's the significant news. That's the place you should be paying attention. Oh, it might be interesting what's going on on a larger stage. But the most important story is what God is doing in your life and the lives of those around you. Are you ready to believe? Luke dares us to believe it. Amen. And thanks be to God.